One thing is for us to be clear when it comes to the presentation of the gospel, and even more so clearer when someone asks us about salvation. We need to be clear, concise, and point them to the Savior, to Christ, in Christ alone. It is the same thing that the Apostle Paul and Silas did in Acts chapter 16 when the Philippian jailer asked them, What must I do to be saved? And Paul said, Believe on Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That is it. Good day, everyone. I hope you're doing well today. We want to increase our mission here as far as mission for the ministry of the kingdom of God. Through Jesus Christ, ye shall know God and know him eternally. We want to offer this message on encouraging you to build your relationship with Jesus as he will change your life. This is Neo420 Talks, the podcast speaking truth against the lies. This Catholic man right here. I'm a Catholic. I've been a Catholic all of my life. Asks this Christian pastor. Uh, That's a very good question, Charlie. A question about salvation. And something amazing happens after the pastor answers the question. You understand the gospel, right? The way I explained it. Now, without any further delay, let's listen to the question. Hi, um. I'm a Catholic. I've been a Catholic all of my life. That's 75 years. The question I'm going to ask is a very, very basic and has been bothering me for many, many years of my adult life. To the billions of non-Christian denominations, I'm talking about the Jewish, the Buddhists, the Confucius, Mormons, and so forth, that truly believe in their faith, that, that lived a very good life according to their faith. My question is, is there salvation, a heaven for them, or are they all condemned to hell? Yeah, that's a very good question. What's your name? Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Simmons. Now, although the Catholic man claims that it's a simple question, however, that question right there is so often misunderstood by millions of people who are involved in religion. And we will see that later in the video. Why can't there be multiple gods that we can believe in? And why can't there be multiple ways into heaven? Now let's get to the pastor's answer to the question. Uh, That's a very good question, Charlie. Um, that the answer to that from the Word of God is they, they will all perish in hell because there is only one way to go to heaven. There is no salvation in any other name than the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, you will die in your sins to the Jewish leaders because you believe not on me. Because you believe not on me. John three sixteen so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes on him shall not perish. There is only one heaven, and there is only one way into heaven, and that is through faith in Christ. It um, It is the only hope. That is why we are told to go to the ends of the earth, preach the gospel to every creature. Now this is such a clear and concise theological and biblical answer. This is what theologians call the exclusivity of the gospel. There is no other name, there's no other way, there's no other truth, there's no other person who can give you life but Christ 
in Christ alone. That is why the apostle will say in Acts chapter 4 verse 12, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And that name is Jesus Christ. There are a lot of people who claim that there are other ways that lead to heaven, that lead to God, but it's all lies, damning lies that will damn you to hell. Your only hope, as Pastor John MacArthur says, as it refers to the Bible, is by believing on him, that is Jesus Christ. So all who perish without the knowledge of Christ die in their sins and go everlastingly to hell. Now the degree of punishment in hell will vary. But what makes it vary is not the goodness of the person. Because no person is good before God. No person. Only God is good. Jesus said that. No person is good. No person is good enough to earn heaven. The only difference in hell will be that the people who heard about Jesus Christ and rejected him will have a greater punishment than the people who didn't hear about him. They will all be punished, but those who knew about Christ and didn't receive Christ will have the greater punishment. That's Hebrews. How much sorer or greater will be the punishment on those who trampled underfoot the blood of the covenant and counted the work of Christ, as it were, an unholy thing, rejected Christ. Now, the other thing to say is this, that even if you believe in Christ, even if you believe in Christ as God and Christ dying on the cross and Christ being raised from the dead and Christ being Lord and all of those things, that may not be enough to get you into heaven either. Because in Matthew 7 it says, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name and that in your name. And he'll say, I depart, depart from me. I never knew you. So you can know about Christ. And you can know that he lived a holy life and born of a virgin and that he died on the cross and he rose from the dead and ascended to heaven and reigns and is returning and, and I go to heaven. But here's the key. You must trust Christ for your salvation alone and reject any works of your own as having any contribution to your salvation. Doesn't matter how many times you went to church, doesn't matter how many humanly good deeds you did, doesn't many, matter how many times you took the mass, for example, in a Catholic situation, doesn't matter how many times you went to confession, it doesn't matter how bad you felt about the sins that you did, it doesn't matter how many rosaries you said, it doesn't matter uh, any of those things, th th those, none of those things Individually and all of those things collectively cannot save a person. And here again, that's a wonderful biblical and gospel point that John MacArthur is making when it comes to salvation. A lot of people believe that you must trust in Jesus Christ and you must have some kind of good works on top of it, which is what Catholicism is all about. It is Christ plus works. It is Christ plus your deeds. It is believing plus doing something. If you add anything to Christ, then you have no gospel. If you add anything to believing in Christ, in Christ alone, then you have no salvation. The key is to believe in Christ, in Him alone. Deny your works, deny your self-righteousness, and put your faith in Him, because He alone, without anything else, can save you. A person will be saved by faith in Christ alone, recognizing that in my flesh dwells no good thing. By the deeds of the law will no flesh be justified. You can't earn your way in by being good. You can only receive salvation when you know you're not good enough and you cry out to be forgiven of your sin by the sheer grace of God based upon the, the death and the provision of Christ on the cross, okay?
Your good works won't save you. The amount of time you went to church will not save you. The fact that you are born into a Christian family, the fact that you are associated with some church, the fact that you are some kind of missionary somewhere or you did some kind of good works for the church or donated money to Christianity, none of that will save you. The only thing that will save you it is Christ in Christ alone. That is the reason why the reformers argued during the Reformation that faith alone in Christ alone, apart from any works, will save you to the glory of God alone. Oh, one last thing. Uh, okay. I meant to add this. I am leaving the Catholic Church and hope to join this church. We welcome you. <laughs> now, you folks over there, you folks over there, you need to open your arms to, to Charlie, right? And let him know we love having him here. You understand the gospel, right, the way I explained it? Yes. All right, Charlie. Never too late, right? You're the youngest-looking 75. What happened to me? I don't get it. Okay. All right. It is so amazing to hear that after 75 years, Charlie is finally leaving the Catholic Church to join a gospel preaching in a Bible-believing church. As I was listening to this Q&A throughout this week and preparing for this video, I've been thinking about one thing, and that one thing is for us to be clear when it comes to the presentation of the gospel, and even more so clearer when someone asks us about salvation. We need to be clear, concise, and point them to the Savior, to Christ, in Christ alone. It is the same thing that the Apostle Paul and Silas did in Acts chapter 16 when the Philippian jailer asked them, what must I do to be saved? And Paul said, believe on Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That is it. No works, no rituals, no pilgrimage to Mecca. Simply believe in him. In him alone. Now, as I said at the outset of the video, there are a lot of people involved in religions who think that there are multiple ways that lead to heaven, multiple paths that lead to God, but that's a lie. In this next clip I'm going to share with you, it's a young lady arguing with a street preacher, telling him that all religions lead to God, all religions lead to heaven. Watch this. Why can't there be multiple gods that we can believe in? And why can't there be multiple ways Good. into heaven? Good. There can be. But you see, what you've got to answer, ma'am, is why would you believe in heaven? Have you ever been there? Neither have I. So in light of the fact you've never seen heaven, why would you as a thinking human being believe there's a heaven? I mean... Why? Through the Christian faith, is, is there not the the communication that if you are, you do live by the faith, you get, and you are forgiven, you go to heaven. Yes, but ma'am, my being convinced that I'm going to heaven is based on one thing, the trustworthiness of Jesus Christ. Because I've never been to heaven. So I don't know if there's a heaven or not from my experience. And I can promise you, Austin is not heaven. Okay, it's a very nice place, but it's not heaven. Right. Okay. You see, ma'am, when it comes to heaven, you're going to have to trust somebody the same way I'm going to have to trust somebody. And the question is, why do you trust whoever it is you trust? So because Muhammad contradicts Jesus, and because Jesus contradicts the avatars of Hinduism, and because the avatars of Hinduism contradict Siddhartha Gautama Buddha, and because they all contradict Baha'i faith, you've got to be on the intellectual level of a cockroach if you say they're all saying the same thing. 
They're not, ma'am. They're contradicting each other. So either they're all wrong or one of them's right. And now you've got to study the Gospels for yourself, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you've got to ask yourself, does the evidence point to Jesus being the truth? And if it does, trust him. But if the evidence is that Christ is a liar, you'd be a fool to trust him. Do not trust Jesus if the evidence is he's a fraud, he's a hypocrite, he's a liar. Don't trust him. But if the evidence is he's totally reliable, if the evidence is he really did die and rise from the dead, then you can trust him, and he's the one who promises heaven to everybody who puts their faith in him.